We talk a lot about art and culture on this show, so I wanted to bring on one of my neighbors today, Andrew Wasilewski, who is co-founder of The Fate, a space that's become a quickly growing platform for art and music in San Francisco. I hope that by listening to Andrew, you can be inspired to use your space as a catalyst for culture, wherever you are in the world. Hospitality. 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 Hospitality brings people together. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. Tell me a little bit about your journey leading up to opening the fate, and then I want to get all into the fate, what it is. We go from there if that sounds good. So I think the like first place that we can start is literally like me and Daniel met in preschool. We met when we were three years old and went from preschool all the way to senior year of high school together. So we like naturally stayed friends over that entire length of time. And after college, we both ended up going into tech sales. So we both ended up like very similar background, very similar people, like very extroverted, like fun loving, like. We, we really have always gone to concerts together, music festivals, that type of thing. So Daniel actually moved to San Francisco back last August and he was like just randomly looking at commercial spaces and he found a different spot. But with his roommate, they started like kind of game planning, like a very early stage idea, very different than what we ended up with now today. And we ended up touring this place after going and trying to find like competitive places to like lower the rent there. We found this spot. We met our landlord, Steve Kovach, who is an absolute angel. He's a serious partner for us and one of the only reasons why we would be able to do this. So during that time of very early of looking at different spaces, my best friend from college, Bryce, also was just randomly out here. He joined the team as we were touring this place because he's like, I want to be a part of this. Like, this is sweet because we immediately fell in love with the space and like started thinking about how we could use this much space because this is a much larger, this is a much larger space than the one we were originally looking at. We're, we're going to have to link to some photos or, or some way where uh, people listening or, or watching the video can get a sense yeah. of the place. But I wonder, maybe describe the space and then just what the fate is because maybe those yeah. are not related. But how would you describe? So the fate is a music and art collective. So we have three individual spaces that we are creating. So we have an artist-driven retail space. So that right now is 31 individual artists that are curating our space. It's all unique, handmade, vintage or crafted goods. So everything from vintage clothing to handmade clothing, prints, ceramics, knitted goods, crochet items, like the one in the background. So we have amazing artists. We're incredibly lucky to have the quality of artists that we have in our space so early on. And a lot of that started because of an early event that we did with an art collective called Family Style. So they're an all Asian American Pacific Islander art collective. They were the first a group to ever book our space and they brought in some amazing community of artists that like kind of put us on the map a little bit for being an artist hub then we have our event space right now so we have we just got our entertainment license so seven days a week we can go until 11 p.m and we really try want to be a space that's accessible for new artists so you know it's your first album release your first tour we're really going to try and work with you to find a way 
so that you could actually make money like doing this first thing. And we really want to create a community of people that want to come out to support the events that we host. Even if they don't know the artists, don't know what we're doing, they just have a sense that, you know, what we're putting on is going to be high quality. It's going to be fun. It's going to like bring them joy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so fun. And, and, and having the chance to attend some of the events that you have, there's great vibes here. Yeah. I wonder, how did you think about getting started? Because I mentioned that you could start so many different places. Yeah. You mentioned this organization was a key early collaborator. Yeah. How did you get in touch with them? So just luck that the two women running that art collective are good friends of mine. And at the time we were just like, we just signed a lease and we were trying to like scramble to renovate the space. And they were like, we need a space for an art gallery this month, like these days. And we're like, we will make this happen. And I mean, we were, we worked up to the day that the event, like their first event happened, like, like renovating, cleaning, like doing an insane amount of work. We are very fortunate with the friends that we have who just, we have friends who've shown up and worked for eight to 12 hours a day with us, like completely out of the kindness of their heart, just help us get ready for some of these like keystone events that we've had during our very early stages. It's been really cool to see like friends and like community step up and just like want to help out and volunteer. It's a lot of work to pull something like this off. I guess, how did you think about what the space needed to support the sort of events that you wanted to host here? So from an events perspective, we're really fortunate in that like Bryce and Jesse and Forrester, who are also a part of the team, they, and also owners, they have all had quite a bit of experience running events. Jesse has a long career in music and booking. Forrester and Bryce both put on a like 300 person music festival in Salt Lake City. They all have been like working up to like running events. So from an events and music perspective, we had a really good sense starting out because our original idea was to like basically be a music venue. Over time, like, well, over time, very quickly, we realized that there's a lot of music venues, but there's not a lot of spaces for like new up and coming artists, like to have that spot. Hmm. Like it's, we want to be a launch pad. Like our mission as a business is to be a platform for artists to grow. Hmm. So we, that was like one of the very few things that's not changed is like from the very beginning, which is our mission to like be a platform. We want to do that in like all different ways. So we started with that mission and like knew we wanted to do events. We ended up with having a fully built, like a uh, soundproofed recording studio in our back and a, re- and a retail space. So we built both, we're building both of those spaces out with that mission in mind. So like creating a recording studio where people can like record their first album, like come in and use a studio and have like a high quality sound producer, like to help them along like that journey. And then with the retail space, like hitting that mission of like being a place where hopefully artists are like making considerable money off of being a part of this co- collective. Why focus on being a launch pad or help artists grow? Cause yeah. there's a lot of things you can do with events, but when I ate that part of it. So the way we think about it is that, you know, most other places are very focused on like the people attending the events. That's their entire focus is how do we like maximize that experience? We are trying to think about it a slightly different way, which is how do we maximize the artist's experience and how like bringing them around and focusing on the communities that follow that. So we're trying to go from like an artist driven perspective and drive community through them rather than driving community through individual people outside of like, you know, people attending the events. It's a very different approach. Yeah. Was it some of the experience that you and your your team have had in past lives that led to that approach or or why focus there? 
So probably not my past experience because like out of everyone, I'm probably the least like creatively driven. Like everyone else is either like a contractor, a musician, like some sort of thing like that. Like I'd say my talent is on like the management side. But I think the reason why we've all done that is because we like those guys have all experienced like how hard it is to make it as an artist and like talking to more people in San Francisco, we felt the, I don't know, the disconnect or like the, well, we felt that there's now an opportunity, like thanks to so much like exodus from like tech and like, there's like this opportunity for community and like revitalization of like good San Francisco culture to take place again. And like, we really want to be a part of that, like revitalization and like trying to like push like a artist music, like community driven, like ask, like enjoyment of events, like that direction. It makes me so excited to hear that because obviously San Francisco is naturally beautiful and there's a lot of sort of like historical culture here. And it's really exciting to see a fresh wave of culture being created and thinking about this the space for that. Talk to me a little bit about why you decided to have different elements to the space and more just a straight uh, up event space. What, why create a few different forms for creativity? So uh, originally, like our plan was just to have an event space. We never were thinking about like opening a recording studio or having a retail store. None of us have ever run retail. Like running a recording studio is like still a mind blowing concept to us, but like we're actively working on building out like the plan for it right now. So these things came about because of the space that we found. We found a landlord that was willing to take a big risk on us. Like we're four young guys, like, or five young guys, like wanting to start a event space in San Francisco, like at like probably still a risky time, like where things are coming back, but it's not like guaranteed. So I think having a landlord who was willing to take a risk, like being in like a really good community, like very early on, like just for meeting our neighbors, other businesses, like, Lower hate is, I would say, like, a very community-driven, like, community. Like, people still, like, really get to know one another, like, really talk to each other. And it's it's really cool to see, like, this, like, be a part of this community. Let's talk a little bit now, now about what's going on uh, in San Francisco right now. You yeah. and I both spend some time in our careers working on technology yeah. companies. And now we're both doing something yeah. slightly different. I'm curious on a personal level, but then also maybe on a broader cultural level, you talked about a need for community, but no. but personally, kind of what were you sensing missing from the culture that you wanted to be a part of helping to create? So, you know, absolutely no shade to tech. Like, I think tech is great in a lot of ways. I think naturally, like, it's a business. There's certain things that you have to do to, like, be a successful business, and it's very hard to start a business. Like, I have, like, all of, I have tech now, I have, like, tech to thank because of the experience, like, experience I have, and, like, it's given me the tools to, like, like start this business if i didn't have that experience like i wouldn't have the management skills or the sales skills needed to like run this place and like be able to move it forward so if i didn't have that experience like i don't think i would be successful today mm-hmm. that being said like for me personally i didn't find enjoyment in my my day-to-day work i found enjoyment in the lifestyle it provided me and like that's really great but at the end of the day like i was slowly starting to become tired of showing up day to day it just drained me and I work a lot harder. I make a lot less money and I've never been happier now. So like, I think that community aspect like is really to thank for is because like trying to start something new and fresh and bringing people around, like I've made more friends in the last like eight months than like, I think I can ever say I've done in like previous times. Like it's pretty crazy, like how much like people want to come around and like 
be a part of like this. And I'm really hoping to like continue to create space for like more and more people to be coming in and joining. I feel like you become like a mayor of the neighborhood. And so he's, like, I, I was right across the street. Yeah. So it's, it's been kind of fun to, to see some of that come together. But I, I'm, I guess I, I'm curious in terms of, you, you feel like you and the team have done so much in such a short time. Any initial observations or learnings that you've had in all the collaborations you've done, all the events that you hosted already, you know, what stands out to you? Some, some top takeaways so far. There are phenomenally talented people in this city that don't have, that just aren't given enough shots. That's like primary number one. Two, like there's so much going on in San Francisco. If you know where to look, you can find the coolest events, coolest communities, like coolest art. Like you can find exactly what you're looking for. But like, I think right now it's hard to find because there's a lot of new things starting up right now. I feel like it's every week that I'm talking to a new group that's like, we're a DJ collective. We're a, you know, artist collective. We do, we host these events and like, we're trying to create this type of dinner atmosphere, like these types of things. Like it's like now that we're diving into this, I really feel like there's so much starting right now. And it's really, I think the most exciting thing is to see like what's going to happen if like all of this stuff continues to like progress. And like the people that like I'm working with right now, quit your day job, like they, like there's so many cool things happening right now. I think over the next like year or two years, San Francisco as a like arts and entertainment space is going to just like really continue to take off. So exciting. Yeah. I'm so exciting to, uh, to go see that broadly, but also what you and the team are doing yeah. specifically. Where, where can people go to learn more about you, yeah. about what's going on here? So Instagram is probably still the best spot, the fate SF and it's spelled like hate street, but with an F that's probably the best spot. We update that like every single day with like new events, like our stories, like we are really trying to pump uh, increase the amount of like content we're putting out for event recaps, talking about our artists in the uh, art collective. So I think that's probably the best spot. And then our website, thefate.com, like sign up for our newsletter. Like we do not spam. We send out probably like at most one a week. And right now we're probably like one every two weeks. So we just send out our events. We do send out like newsletter only events as well. So we're trying to create some, you know, community around the events that like people have been showing up to regularly. So I'd say those are the two best spots, but also just like come in. We're open Wednesday through Sunday, um, two to eight, Wednesday through Friday, and then like 10 to eight on Saturday and Sundays. So come to the store, like come check it out, like for like holiday shopping. If you want to shop small businesses, like small local retailers, like come in, we have 30, 31 individual like vendors right now. And they're, they're insanely high quality, like vintage clothing wise, like I cannot find a better spot than our own store. Great hospitality providers know that every touchpoint matters a lot, so they spend a lot of time making sure that each interaction better serves their guests and makes life easier for their teams. If you'd like to operate this way, I suggest you check out Sojourn. They've built a reputation as the market leader in helping hotels and resorts earn direct bookings through digital advertising over the years. And more recently, they've expanded into offering a complete suite of guest experience solutions, including an AI smart concierge, reputation manager, and guest marketing suite. I've been working with Sojourn for years now, and everything from the way their technology is built to the talented experts they have on staff makes it no surprise that when I talk with people about technology, Sojourn comes up again and again. Hospitality providers love them. 
If you'd like to learn more about how Sojourn can help you better engage your guests and drive more profitable direct bookings, visit Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-E-R-N.com. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on the show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes from some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 